0: Welcome to a very special Bizberg around survivor stories. I'm your host, Mike Howard. This is sponsored by Salem Media Pittsburgh and this radio station. You can find out more about survivor stories at wordfm.com, where you can go and enter our contest to tell your story. Special guest in with us for the Survivor Stories Bizberg, Stephanie Scaletti of the Young Adult Survivors United Group. Stephanie, welcome to Bizberg.
1: Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. It is a true pleasure.
0: Well, we're excited that you are here. We're excited to let people learn about Young Adult Survivors United. You know, it was great. We got first hooked in on on LinkedIn, did a little Zoom call back in the day, and now we've got you in the studio to to talk with us. Our Survivor Stories is uh, maybe one of our favorite promotions we've ever done to let people tell their stories of their fights and battles with with cancer and chemotherapy and all those things. And Stephanie, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Young Adult Survivors? Uh, how this group got going?
1: The mission of Young Adult Survivors United is to offer a comprehensive care model for young adults diagnosed between ages eighteen and thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, by supporting them with emotional, mental health, social, financial, and spiritual support. So we really have built this comprehensive model to meet all of their needs. As you know, Mike, every cancer survivor has a unique story, including mine. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we bring all those unique stories together, um, and we build a community. And we launched just a year ago, (laughs) believe it or not, (laughs) two weeks before the pandemic shut the world down, And like every other organization out there and company, we pivoted like everybody else. So we remain a virtual health and wellness community.
0: That's neat. And one of the things I wanted to mention, Stephanie, I've talked to a number of people that have launched businesses or organizations about the same time you did. They're all succeeding, and the reason is because there are amazing people behind it. And so we're excited that you did this. You didn't give up. You kept going, and now the sky's the limit.
1: Well, I have to jump in and just say I appreciate the compliment, but honestly, why we're successful is because of the amount of community support that we have received. You know, we nobody is able to be successful by themselves. I'm a firm believer of that. So, thankfully, I I have such a supportive board of directors and a a wealth of community supporters that were able to get us not only to the finish line of celebrating our one-year anniversary, Mm -hmm. um, but hitting a fundraising goal and really strengthening our programs. I saw firsthand uh, my experience with cancer 15 years ago. So. I was at the age of 19 and getting ready to celebrate my junior year in college trying to be a pharmacist when I had experienced symptoms for just over the summer of 2005. And I came home from working as a pharmacy tech and my parents had witnessed some symptoms that weren't going away such as random bruising, a severe fever and some other things. And so when they called the doctor. Within five days, I started chemotherapy. It was very rapid. We were learning as we went. I had no family history. And the one thing that I experienced more than anything was trying to find others who looked like me, who were similar in age, who were experiencing leukemia just like I was. And I couldn't find anyone. Wow. So that started my whole journey.
0: <laughs> How did you finish or deal with the rest of your college experience? Did it sound like maybe did you have to change major? What what happened there?
1: Unfortunately, I had to take a year off of school okay. um, to be treated. I had intensive chemo and mm. brain radiation and spinal taps where oh, they gosh. injected chemo in my spine. It was terrible. Um, but I, I shared my story as an open book from the yeah. very beginning. And that's where I come in and say, y- you can conquer cancer on your own. But when you have the support behind you between family, friends, um, and build new networks around it, it just makes the journey that much more celebratory and meaningful. And I quickly realized that. And when I went back to school a year later, I ended up changing my major to social work because I was so passionate. I created this new purpose in my life. And I was determined to build a community for other young adults. I just I knew they were out there I had to find them and then I had to support them
0: So while you were going this was there I guess it sounds like there really wasn't anything for you to latch on initially How did you find people? How did that go for you?
1: There was absolutely nothing mm. and as you know, the world back in 2005 was different today. We didn't oh. have LinkedIn we didn't have Instagram or Facebook or we didn't have Twitter it was just it was so much harder. I had an opportunity in 2012 when I was working for a different cancer organization. Mm -hmm. I started running young adult cancer support groups. And it took about two years until I finally felt like we were starting to get something, get some traction and get some young adults coming to these support groups. And that's really when my ears opened up to what other needs were out there from the young adult cancer population. So I did that until 2019, and we built the sustainable model of meeting their emotional, social, and financial needs. We took them out every month since 2014 doing a fun activity where they didn't necessarily have to talk about cancer, but they could enjoy life and build lifelong friendships.
0: Excellent. You're listening to a very special Bisberg Uh, Regarding our survivor stories here at Salem Media Pittsburgh and this radio station, our guest is Stephanie Scaletti from Young Adult Survivors United. They are uh, very much a part of our survivor stories, and we will probably hear some of their folks' stories as this promotion goes along. Uh, Stephanie, be sure to let us know your website. How can people find out more about Young Adult Survivors United?
1: Anyone who would like to information on Young Adult Survivors United or needs the support, if you're a young adult or if you know someone that is a young adult needing us, the website is www.yasurvivors.org.
0: yasurvivors.org, super. Okay, so that switch, that change, that from what you were doing to this new organization, walk us through what that was like and the challenges emotionally and maybe even financially. Um, how, how does someone do that? <laughs>
1: Start an organization? Yeah, just like, just, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I worked for a nonprofit for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then when I decided that it was time and necessary to launch Young Adult Survivors United, you have to align yourselves with mentors and people who have mm, done good it. Good advice. And you can't assume that you are going to be able to do it all on your own. And so that's what I quickly learned. So I reached out to my peers, to my mentors who could really coach me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, building a network, building a support um, for myself alone, it, what, it it is more expensive, it is more challenging, but at the end of the day, it is most rewarding. Yeah. And that's what I would tell anyone who's out there wanting to, to create an organization or build an, a community like I have. So
0: we're sitting at pretty much the one-year anniversary. You're rolling into your second year. What's, what's the future going to look like for Young Adult Survivors United?
1: We have short and long-term goals. The long-term goal is to be a national organization. We know that 90,000 young adults are diagnosed every single year, and currently we're supporting 300 of those. Mm. So we have a lot more work to do. Yeah. We have a big, outri- big reach um, out there, but over the past year, we've already supported survivors in 18 different states. So we know we're on the right track. The
0: growth is starting, right? Yes, the yeah. growth is Expansion. starting.
1: Um, our virtual programs actually have a national reach right now because they're all virtual. And and people can join from anywhere in the United States. Our v- financial assistance, which provides up to five hundred dollars in assistance um, to those who who meet the application criteria, that remains local because we just don't have the means and capacity to right. expand that. So um,
0: someday maybe though, right? That's at, the goal. <laughs> not
1: someday. It will happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. So yeah, yeah you're right. Someday, but. Our, our short-term goal is to really just strengthen the support and continue building the community in Western Pennsylvania because, like I said, there are so many out there who still don't know we exist but still need us um, so critically.
0: That's amazing. You, you know, One year, and yet you're helping 300 already. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic.
1: It's the most rewarding job. And people ask me, Mike, how do you do it day in and day out? Because we've lost about a dozen people since 2012. And they're all significant losses because this is seriously looked at and felt as a family. And some of them don't have support from their own family, their blood families. And we lose friendship over the years just because people don't know how to support us, how to react what to say, what to do. And so we naturally lose those friendships and we gain them in this organization. And so it's just a beautiful thing that I get to witness and I get to experience with all of them. And it it keeps me humble because I can close my eyes and picture myself back in the hospital starting chemo.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you can help. I mean, you really, truly can empathize with folks uh, going through this. And that's why your, your heart is tied to this, I guess, huh?
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't so,
0: trade it for the world. So tell us a little more in detail about the support, uh, what someone that's involved or if a family member's going, wow, I'd love to have my... 20 30 some year old that's going through this get involved what what kind of support is is there for them
1: We like to think we have services for everybody between okay. we have weekly uh, virtual support groups for all young adult cancer sur- survivors from the day you're diagnosed you are a survivor Um, Even if you're in your early 40s, we will support you, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, We have weekly virtual support groups, evening and daytime options. We have support groups for their caregivers. We have an an African-American young adult cancer support group. We have monthly book clubs, a monthly prayer group right now. Um, the financial assistance is always ongoing and we have virtual socials we've had paint nights we've had virtual cooking classes we have educational workshops Um, we recently launched a five series self-love workshop Mm -hmm. as you can imagine going through cancer you lose your hair you lose body parts you go through significant surgeries that leave scars that you forever you know have to look at and so by by providing these workshops, not only are we educating them, but we're empowering them just to rebuild their life back to, and put it back together and figure out what the rest of their lives are going to look like.
0: One of the things I was going to mention there is you touched on, and that is, it seems to me that that a focus, whether you're focusing on I'm sure to some, some degree you are, but is helping people going through this, including the caregivers, to remember the normalcies of life. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's family time, there's fun time, there, you still got to... Got to live normal lives or to the best that you can. Yeah,
1: I mean, when you look in the mirror, you aren't the person that you were before diagnosis. That's the harsh reality. But at the same time, there's so much hope to who you are and, and how much stronger and wiser that you are from what happened to you when you have cancer and if you think about the young adult population this is a time when they are entering early adulthood when they're gaining independence when they're Mm -hmm. establishing intimate relationships we have people who've been diagnosed when they're pregnant with their first child or supporting infants uh we have people who are planning weddings or still like i was in college so they don't have savings to fall back on the or investments to come come back on financially and it's just blindsides them at a time when they're in a critical transitional state in their lives.
0: It's an amazing story. I I sometimes mention here uh, my guilt of watching Hallmark movies and, and remembering (laughs) one time the, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was a, it was a beautiful quote. It's like, you know, you having leukemia, he said to her changes nothing about how I feel about you. As a matter of fact, you know, all the more I want to be with you and help you. And and I want to put that message out, having been a caregiver myself for someone with cancer that, um it's not something to run from it's uh, to, in my mind it's something to embrace this is uh, people need help uh, and even if you're no one in your family does but this is resonating with you i would think you can use support from anyone right
1: Absolutely. We could use support from anyone out there. And I'll I'll tell anyone listening, if you have cancer or know someone who has, encourage them to share their stories. Because it's always going to be unique. And it will always inspire other people to do the same.
0: It's a huge family and a huge team, as you said. And and this is not something you want to fight alone.
1: No. And when you have a community to fall back on, it only helps you move forward in life because you are just that social isolation and feeling like no one else can relate is does no longer exist. Yeah. And that's what's most important.
0: I know there's other ways you have helped people, but is there anything that people would go, oh, wow, I didn't know you would help with that? What are some of the, I don't want to use the word strange, but you know what I mean, things that I just wouldn't think that would have been under the umbrella of what you do.
1: Believe it or not, we provide basic needs to cancer survivors and their families. Mm-hmm. When they're going through cancer treatment, and especially last year, they were furloughed, let go from jobs, or they're just too sick to work. So again, we're looking at the financial toxicity and mm-hmm. how it really hits them. So we provide basic needs in the form of grocery gift cards. Um, Walmart, Target, and Giant Eagle are our biggest, most common requests. Um, We also will send delivered meals to patients when they're going through treatment and they're just too sick to cook and they need to still support their families. So we'll provide just dinners. We have a partnership with Panera Bread um, and we also just work with the community to provide care packages. In December, I worked with someone who just wanted to donate winter gift bags and we provided hats and gloves and scarves. So anything that is comforting for a patient, we will accept from toiletries to chapsticks, the lotions, That's anything awesome. that will support them will absolutely provide. And then we of course have some um, great events coming up. Yes, um, you do. We have National Young Adult Cancer Awareness Week is April 4th to the 10th. Uh, we have a golf outing in July. Uh, we're all running a virtual or walking of uh, 5K on May 1st in support of the Pittsburgh Marathon. So Excellent. something for everyone is coming up. We're super excited.
0: And they can find all that at your website, which is?
1: www.yasurvivors.org.
0: That's great stuff. You're listening to a very special Bizberg for our survivor stories here at Salem Media Pittsburgh in this radio station where you too can share your story with us and maybe win some prizes. We're trying to just give out some nice things and help people out. And the grand prize is a uh, one-night stay at the Buell Mansion up in Sharon, Pennsylvania.
1: Can I so, win that too? You, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we, we want all your folks to enter in and tell Absolutely. their stories. The stories that are coming in already are just, wow. Uh, it's just I so can't even motivational to see these and, and heart-wrenching at times. Too. I mean, you get that double side emotion with this thing of of uh, how strong people are, but knowing what they're going through. And, and you and know then, this all too well. Um, so again, tell us another other ways people can help. Obviously, they can just simply donate, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, every dollar that comes in, um, we put out towards our programs. You know, So I'm the only employee right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we like to make sure that all the funding especially goes towards the programs, because they mm-hmm. need it more than ever. So General donations, we have a monthly donor club. Mm-hmm. Whether it's $10 a month, let's face it, anyone is spending $10, whether it's a Starbucks coffee or a takeout, it you don't even realize that you're donating, and yet you're making such a difference. So... Everything can be found on our website, again, from general donations to wanting to sponsor dinners for patients to providing gift cards so that we can help them meet the basic needs. I
0: love that, sponsoring dinners for patients. How great is that? Uh, our guest uh, on this part of the segment of the Survivor Stories Bisberg has been Stephanie Scaletti with Young Adult Survivors United. Stephanie, um, I really appreciate you coming in. Tell them your website one more time.
1: Thank you, Mike. The website for anyone interested is www.yasurvivors.org.
0: And tell us once more, because I think your special week is the same week we culminate uh, the survivor stories. We end up about the same time. Tell us one more time about that special week. Yeah,
1: National Young Adult Cancer Awareness Week is April 4th to the 10th, and we are so excited to raise so much more awareness and hopefully funding as well.
0: Well, that's awesome. And again, the uh, uh, website, can't give it enough, yasurvivors.org. You're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's just many ways to interact with you. And LinkedIn now. Oh, that's Even right. Organization. Well, how, that's how I found you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you uh, responded to me within eight minutes. It was so exciting to that's see because right. I was like, I can't believe there's an organization like this and it's right here in Pittsburgh. That's <laughs> thank what you, was Mike. so cool. All right. Our guest again has been Stephanie Scaletti from Young Adult, Young Adult Survivors United at yasurvivors.org. Uh, look them up. And if uh, you're so inclined to uh, lend them some support of some type, Stephanie, thank you so much for being our guest.
1: My pleasure, Mike. Thank you.
0: Our next guest on this very special Survivor Stories, Bisberg, is Mark Kaplan. He's with the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. Mark, welcome to Bisberg.
2: It is an honor being part of Bisberg, and I, I, I'm just so excited about it, so thank you.
0: Well, as uh, you know, I guess one old radio guy to another and a radio uh, editor and all these folks here, it's it's one big happy family, even though we've never met, right?
2: That's right. But who you calling old?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm looking in the mirror. Anyhow, (laughs) hey, we appreciate you uh, joining us. Our Survivor Stories promotion is going on right now. It's a time where people are sending in their stories about what they've gone through. And we're doing a little contest and some prizes just to give some things away, some meals and a grand prize to a nice, nice hotel. Um, So we're trying to have a little fun and something that can be very, very serious. But uh, uh, you've been involved now with the American Cancer Society. Uh, People know of that organization, but maybe not so many know about the Cancer Action Network. What is its role?
2: Because of legalities, and we won't get into that, um, the American Cancer Society can't really do a lot of advocacy on its own. They're going and talking to legislators and uh, um, people like that. So what they did is they created the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. We're the advocacy affiliate of the American Cancer Society. So we can go to state houses, we can go to Washington. We can go to you know your lo- local city halls and town and town halls and mm-hmm. uh, county uh, county headquarters okay. and talk to leaders and say um, the people who have cancer and their caregivers really need this and that and we need funding for research. So we're the ones who go there and, and ask for support for different programs. And I do media actually, uh, mm-hmm. which is great that I'm doing this. I do media for this organization for eight states.
0: Wow, eight states, and yeah. uh, we're one of them, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm
2: proud to be part of Pennsylvania, yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, we've been here almost 30 years ourselves, but uh, I think this is one of the first times we've ever done a promotion that involves this type of a thing, and so we're thrilled. And again, you're listening to Bisberg, a very special Bisberg, about Survivor Stories, sponsored by Salem Media Pittsburgh and this radio station. And our guest now is Mark Kaplan. But Mark, you're no stranger to this whole process, are you? Tell us, uh, tell us what you're going through in your story right now.
2: I'm absolutely not a stranger to this. And um, hearing other people's stories, too, is really going to help me. I mean, we really have to get together. But uh, about six years ago, six and a half years ago, I went for my annual checkup, and the doctor said, you know, your PSA, is uh, a little bit up. PSA is prostate-specific antigen. And they take that. It's a really simple test. They take some of your blood, and they measure it. And if your reading is high enough, so if you're a male, you should talk to your doctor about this. If your reading is high enough, there might be a danger, not necessarily, not 100%, that you have prostate cancer. Well, mine went up, so they told me that I had to go get a a biopsy, which I did, and then it just... you will never forget this moment for your life and Mm -hmm. and I hope your listeners that you never hear this, but um, I went for my biopsy and then I went to New York City to accompany one of our volunteers to one of the major TV stations in New York City. And when you're in New York City, you know, you have to go get a deli sandwich. So I'm sitting at a deli and I get a call from the doctor's office from his uh, receptionist saying, hey Mark, now I live in Albany, New York, which is two and a half Mm -hmm. hours away. Hey Mark, Um, The doctor wants you and your wife to be at his office to talk to him in a half hour. And I knew what that meant. And I said, can I talk to the doctor now? Like, I'm two and a half hours away. So the doctor got on the phone and said, Mark, I'm going to tell you, you have prostate cancer. The room, literally, in my head, started spinning. I'd never experienced this before. I got really dizzy, and it just overcame my body. And I was positive that the next face that I saw would be an EMT over me you know bringing me back to life it just it was awful so then I immediately called my wife and I told her then I had to r- dr- ride home on a train all by myself and it was just it was awful so after that we had to make a decision should I have surgery or radiation we decided on surgery after I had the surgery I was okay for a while then my PSA started going up again so then they had me do radiation after that PSA started going up again so then after wow. that, they, then they said, do hormone therapy. I did hormone therapy, and the PSA started going up again. So right now, I am in the middle of chemotherapy, and um, I'm also, every three weeks, I get a chemotherapy treatment. And also, I was choosing to be part of a clinical trial, mm-hmm. which injects radium in me, which, again, is a clinical trial. But one doc said, this could be the game changer for me. So I live with it all the time. Um, you know, I, I I know and I understand that you know I'm not the captain of, of this ship, and I do mm-hmm. a lot, of, I do a lot of, of playing all the time, and a lot of my friends pray for me, but it's not just the physical, you know, it took me a while to recover from surgery, but every day, and like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I will be thinking about this. I have a 17-year-old daughter, I'm married, I think about my family and friends, mm-hmm. and it's all part of it, and it just sometimes becomes really overwhelming, and that's a part that I think people think about the cancer, they think about the medical aspects and the physical, but there are so many mental aspects to it. And again, if somebody's going through that, again, I, I do recommend talk to your friends, talk to everybody, ask them to pray for you, and pray a lot for yourself, and it really yeah, obviously it helps in all kinds of ways, but it's still very difficult. I'm 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 going to be honest with you; it's yeah. really
0: difficult. You're listening to a very special survivor stories. Bizberg, our guest is Mark Kaplan from the American Cancer Society Cancer Ac- Action Network, and one who it sounds like for a while now, Mark, you've been uh, you've been in this fight, and it just keeps uh, it keeps coming after you, but you keep attacking back. It sounds like, and and we wish you well, Stephanie, who was on here with us before from the Young Adult Survivors United Group, and I were talking about the importance. of... Of family, the importance of the community, and getting involved with with groups and support groups, and and not being isolated. in This can you can you talk for our final minute here about that?
2: Absolutely, I have some friends who jumped right on board. Uh, one man who had lymphoma himself. Call me every single day, and it really helps. You know other people are on your team, along with your medical people, and don't hide it. There's nothing embarrassing about having cancer. I know some people don't like talking about personal things. You really need the team. You really need mm-hmm. the help. You need your community. You need the doctors. You need your coworkers. You need your church. You need everybody to be behind you, and it helps you so much. So I, I totally agree with you.
0: Great. Uh, Mark, we appreciate you joining us. This has been a very special Survivor Stories Bizberg about our Survivor Stories promotion uh, on this radio station sponsored by Salem Media Pittsburgh. The best website to find out more and to tell your story is wordfm.com. That's W O R D F M.com. And uh, you might uh, get a chance to have your story read on the ride home with John and Kathy in the afternoon, Mondays through Fridays, and also potentially win a nice prize. Hey, Mark, we appreciate you you taking time we wish you well and uh, uh we'll keep you in our
2: prayers as well brother i appreciate that it's truly been an honor thank you so much
0: thank you very much and again this has been a very special survivor stories bisburg you can find it as well on our podcast site PittsburghPodcast.com, and please be sure to go and enter your story on wordfm.com thank you for joining us for this very special Bisberg survivor stories Bisberg, and we'll see you next time